to the Hardware System Podcast. I'm Dan, and joining me, uh, Phil and Rowan. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. This is my last appearance on the Hardware System Podcast for a while. We'll we'll get that news out of the way at the start. Um, oh. Handing the handing the reins over to Phil and Rowan to carry the flame that with what I've started. Um, got a lot going on in my life at the moment, and yeah, moving cities as well. So. Yeah, it's very much a lack of time for me. So these guys will be able to carry on and get the podcast out on time. Exactly. Hopefully, <laughs> we're, we're, we don't want to set too many expectations on 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 time delivery here right now. But <laughs> as long as we can learn how to use the software, we'll we'll see how we go. Yeah. So Phil, Phil and I, we realized that over the last week or so that we're basically flying by the seat of our pants going, all right, let's figure this whole podcasting thing out. So for everybody listening that hasn't, uh, that, that doesn't really know what happens behind the scenes, basically Phil and I, until, until this point, Phil and I basically showed up, uh, we, we'd all help fill in the show notes and stuff, but Dan did pretty much all of the heavy lifting. So, um, there's a huge shout out to to Dan. So everything everything that the podcast basically got to uh, till this point was uh, was all thanks to Dan. So thank you, Dan. Yeah, thank, thank you. you for starting the the podcast as well. It's been a great hit with the community as well. Yeah, yeah a lot more than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Um, so we'll jump into zero six four release, which is the one thousand integrations milestone. Yes, such a great milestone. Another unbelievable milestone. It's yeah, the the mind boggles that it's one thousand different integrations, and it just shows you how fractured the home automation space is. That we have to have that many integrations. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. It's both a good and a bad thing. Yeah, I mean it's 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 nice and 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 again one of the cool things is also being in the open source world it's a lot of these uh integrations get rolled in very very quickly. I mean it's um the 64th instance I guess or 64th uh release of of Home Assistant and we've got a thousand integrations, right? So um keeping in mind every release is every other week. So um but yeah, so a lot of integrations, um, a lot of hard work by a lot of people. So thank you. It's an average of 15 integrations per release. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Awesome. Um, so integrations in this release, um, home kit support, which is pretty exciting. Um, yeah. Not, so you're not no longer need a, like a home bridge, uh, connection. You'll actually mm. soon be able to run everything through home kit, just from home assistant. Yeah, not super fully featured yet, just temperature and covers, but it's it's a damn good start and it's going to be good to see, you know, other things come up as people, you know, contribute the code and everything like that. But, but the, you know, I don't really blame the, whoever created it um, for just those two because, you know, there's all the background work of getting the integration itself created as well. Mm-hmm. It's a good, good proof of concept. Absolutely. Yeah. I expect that now it's going to start rolling quite a bit faster. Um, mm. Like you said, the, the base is kind of there, right? So now it's let's bring the other other pieces into it. Again, this is me saying this, not knowing anything about how this integration works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but in theory, it it it's it's hopefully uh, hopefully we'll start seeing a lot more 
uh, very soon as well. I'm actually surprised at how popular HomeKit really is. Um, you see people talking about it all the time, like where's HomeKit support? And me being an Android user, you know, just never would have thought of it. But I guess, you know, people really love to control things through the home app on the, the Apple devices. Yeah. And I mean, well, it's, it's, it's also, it's more than that too, right? It's also uh, Siri. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yes, that's a good point. Yeah, it's it's, and I think that's that's probably a bigger driver than than the single app. I mean, the app is nice too, just because it's again one single central point, nice UI, yada yada yada. But uh, good timing for the the new HomePod speaker as well. Exactly, mm. exactly. So that's uh, it's, <laughs> it's great. Um, what. What else have we got? New charts powered by chart.js. Um, more responsive and support for offline use, which is, you know, quite nice. And it really fits in with the ethos of the Home Assistant project, being able to get as much of it online, uh, offline and internal as possible. Yeah. Yeah, and they look great as well. They're really cool. Yeah, it's uh, nice to have the, you know, the front end getting some love, even though probably a good chunk of the community don't really use it all that much. And, uh, you know, all the voice assistant integrations and the, mm. just the automations mean that it's, you know, it's not actually that used. So it's good to see that, you know, it's still getting some love. Yeah. Uh, August got supported uh, this release now as well. Mm-hmm. These smart locks and doorbells, so that's a good integration to have. I was actually when I read that, I was like, "Oh, I thought we already had all integration with August." So that's really cool. Yeah, August was really one of the first smart locks, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's interesting. It's taken all this time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it is actually pretty popular. Yeah, how how are you guys seeing it in uh, in your part of the world? Like, in the sense that are you seeing August quite a bit there? Um, is it even available? I know I know here it is it is fairly popular in in Canada, I'm assuming the US as well. Yeah, I think the the main market is the US and Canada at the moment. I haven't really um, seen like it in stores or anything like that. I mean, we've only just got Amazon, so true. I assume it would uh, slowly roll out. But yeah, I haven't really um, seen it advertised anywhere here. Uh, not to the say, I don't think it's not available. You know, a lot of companies will go out of their way to not ship it to somewhere where they don't officially support. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't think they've gone that far. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's this, there's always a problem when you're doing anything wireless um, in terms of rolling out uh, support, right? Because again, you've yeah. got to worry about local um, frequencies that are available. Yeah, get everything like that. certified. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, you have organizations like uh, in, in the U S the FCC and, and so on and so forth everywhere yeah. that, uh, that basically, um, they all allocate frequencies differently. So even for example, 2.4 on wireless, well, that 2.4 range is actually different for depending on countries. Right. So mm-hmm. um, that's uh, I guess that's kind of a barrier for the wireless. And that's why our Z-Wave gear here in New Zealand and Australia is so expensive because we can only buy our own frequencies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I bet. So it has to be special, specially tuned just for you guys, I guess. Yeah. And the August locks fit over dead bolts, don't they? They're not actual locks. I think they have one of those versions, yeah, similar to the um, the Sesame Kickstarter. You can just fit yeah. over an existing Yeah, lock. 
Yeah, so it's that that's exactly it, right? And it's it's funny actually I actually tried it. It didn't work for me just because the way my I have I have uh, like a window on or a glass on the door and it's just too close to the lock so, so I think the the August was just like a couple of millimeters just too large. So, it's too bad. Yeah. Um um, yeah, there's also another connected car. Um, so BMW is now on board. It's 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 interesting. We're seeing all these cars uh, coming mm. in in every release. So that's uh, it's strange. We had like every release was a, a new cryptocurrency uh, yeah. tracker. Yeah. Now it seems we've got a new car manufacturer coming on every release. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's it's funny because once you saw that whole like. Um, I don't know what you want to call it, the correction or whatever in, in Bitcoin. And then so when it went down and it came back up, I think eventually, uh, I haven't really been following it, but it's, you, you saw a lot of those kind of tickers and stuff start slowing down. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I feel like the cars, cars will have a little more momentum um, as, as auto manufacturers start doing more there as well. Um, uh, there was another one I noticed too, Vera. Uh, there's a like Start.ca. I assume is a, a Canadian ISP that got added in as well. Yeah, so they're 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 actually a local ISP here. Um, so I guess you can you can do a whole bunch of things like saying, hey, what's your, you know, how much have you used? What kind of mm. uh, like how many gigs have you downloaded, uploaded, kind of thing, right? Exactly. Yeah, which is something I want to add um, for my local ISP. So I'll have to try and learn some Python and get a component in. But it would be cool to be able to you know measure how much. Uh, data you've used and if you're getting close to your cap i don't know if you guys have caps in canada we unfortunately do that yeah you know, once you get close to that monthly cap you can slow some things down stop some downloads and so you don't go over that cap too quickly yeah i mean that's actually a great use case for for do, for having an isp integration into into home assistant right is because you have things like you have different platforms that can talk to it you can start doing shell commands for example to say start something stop something yeah exactly uh, another thing, if you notice that you know your usage is abnormally high, maybe you've got a security breach, or maybe that camera that you got from mm. China is sending too much data back. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Start ne- next thing you know, people are going to start de- uh, building anomaly detection and stuff based on <laughs> yeah, exactly b- based on uh, Home Assistant's uh, ISP integrations. But uh, yeah, so that it, it is it is handy to have. Hey everyone, I just wanted to take a minute to talk about the Eufy Video Lock. It's a smart lock that's really easy to set up with just a Phillips screwdriver and no extra drilling. It's got a keyless entry, so you don't need to worry about fumbling with the keys when your hands are full. Also, you don't need to worry about handing out extra keys when you're in a pinch, your kids losing them, or people copying the key and passing it around to each other. Something else I like about the Eufy Video Lock is that it has a camera built in and it works as a doorbell as well. Personally, I think the Eufy Video Lock is great for apartments or cottages where you can't necessarily add extra holes for a video doorbell. My favorite part about it though is that there isn't a monthly fee and your recordings are locally stored, so you don't have to worry about someone else owning your doorbell data. You can find it on Amazon, or if you want to know more, search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. It's good to see an uh, ISP actually exposing an yeah. API. You know what? I was just, I was just, I'm, I'm looking at the documentation right now and it's just like, yeah, you can get your API key from, you know, start.ca API and there's a hyperlink to it, which is, it is actually really cool. I didn't, I didn't realize they, they did that. I actually know a couple mm-hmm. of guys there. I should, uh, I should talk to them. <laughs> like, Hey, mm-hmm. 
Um, and also, uh, well, we've got you know cars coming in. Uh, there's another Xiaomi integration, this time with their <laughs> smart TVs. <laughs> just, just I, I think release by release, Phil just gets happier and happier. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, now, now I need a new smart TV. Cool. Uh, maybe I'll look at Xiaomi. Wow. <laughs> just keeps adding to my shopping list. That's right. That's right. <laughs> It's, um, it's, we're going to get to a point where there's nothing that Xiaomi don't make. <laughs> oh, right? Absolutely. That company is it's crazy. Insane. It's it's going to be the next uh, like 3M or, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Just, they make everything random, right? So, <laughs> yeah. and then we have uh, Smappy. I, I I genuinely have no clue what that is. So either did I, and you know I thought, oh, it's a funny name. I'll put it in. But then I actually uh, went onto their website and it's actually really cool. So they're little, um, and if I understand correctly, they're little meters that you can put over like your electricity lines. I don't think you can um, plug them into your meter. Maybe you can, Um, but they can monitor the flow of electricity um, and identify what's using uh, like the power in your home. So, you know, your fridge is using this amount or the TV is using this amount and they have, you know, some technology that will discern that from the flow of electricity somehow. Oh, um, this but, is cool. Yeah, but what was um, even more cool was they have water and gas consumption sensors as well that you can buy. Yeah, um, I'm just looking at this. This is yeah. really neat. So with the water and gas ones, um, if you've got like a that very old school water meter at the front of your house that has a little dial that ticks over they actually have a little magnetic uh, sensor that you can plug onto those um, meters and they'll, as the numbers tick over, they'll measure, you know, how much water your house is using and then send it wirelessly back through the Wi-Fi to an app on your phone and now to Home Assistant so you can monitor how much water you're using or how much gas you're using as well as electricity. That's really huh. cool. Yeah. yeah I was actually surprised that they're really like available pretty much everywhere. Um, Asia, um, Australia, you know, North America, UK, Europe, everywhere. So very interesting. Yeah, this is, I'm, yeah. And I mean, their website looks really cool too. Like just in, in terms of like what they're, what they're showing the features and stuff. Yeah. Um, wow. Very cool. I did not know this existed. So, um, I'm Add it yeah, to the list. pretty, pretty impressed. Yeah. Thanks guys. Making me spend more money. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so. So we got some breaking changes. Yeah, the big one being the the recorder. It's now going to remove data older than ten days, which for most people I think is probably okay because, uh, you know, it's going to like you guys said in the last podcast, it's going to you know maintain the size of that SQLite database, which is yeah, can get a bit out of hand. Yeah, if if you if you really care, again, export it right. Yeah, and that's yeah, especially put it in important. Influx or SQL or Prometheus. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, there's so many options. Yeah. Um, mm. With the new uh, entity, um, what do they call it? The Entity ID Manager. They've got a proper name for it. Um, with that, um, there is new uh, Ray Machine and Air Visual updates just around how it assigns those entity IDs. So if you're starting up. 064, you may need to get a new entity ID for those. Mm-hmm. And USPS platform fixes. Um, you have to re-log in by the looks of it. Yeah, I think I've seen a few uh, posts on Reddit, people complaining that the USPS sensor hasn't worked for quite some time. So hopefully this will uh-huh. fix it. 
Oh, interesting. And, I didn't realize that. And uh, the one I'm really excited about is uh, yes. limitless LED lights will no longer turn on or off uh, between home assistant restarts. Uh, it will now use the assumed state. So if you're making updates in the middle of the night to home assistant, the limitless LED lights will not flash on and off all the time. And wake I'm up so your excited family. by this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always remember like I'll, I'll be doing an update and then I'll, I'll hit the restart button and I won't know home assistant's ready, but I will see the lights flick on and off and I'll be like, okay, cool. Lights are off and on. It's coming up soon. Now it's ready. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> my fiance will be in the other room and the lights will just go out and she's like, um, excuse me, what's going on with the lights? I'm like, just a minute, it won't be long. <laughs> and then you realize you've uh, missed a space in that YAML file and you have to do it all over again. <laughs> yeah, that's less than ideal. Though, though, yeah. it's a good it's a good indication. You don't even have to script this. It's a good indication of you knowing when when it restarts, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, a big update to the uh, Amazon Smart Home skill that uh, Home Assistant has. It's now available in all the regions except for uh, Japan. So I know Damien uh, had sent us a email at feedback at housepodcast.io asking when it is available. So Damien, you can go nuts now. So that includes <laughs> Australia, Germany as well, and the UK. So if you're excited to use the Smart Home skill, you can now use it wherever you are. Except Japan. So... Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, so the Amazon smart skill, um, that's still in beta. Um, talking about uh, for, for echo devices and things like that in terms of, uh, you know, you connecting it to home assistant. So that's still in beta um, working out payment provider issues right now. So you don't yeah, really need to pay The original beta yet. was yeah, supposed to end uh, 1st of March. So it's still in beta at the moment until the payment provider is sorted out. But, yeah, that's just a heads up if you're worried, oh, my God, am I being charged for this yet? No, not yet. And more Amazon news. <laughs> Amazon are going to buy a The smart doorbell company, yeah. Mm. Not a, I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, and, the, you know, the way they're going with, the, you know, being able to let people into your house. Yeah, exactly. Um, thing that they're doing, it, you know, it's a good integration for that. Yeah. And you see Amazon making it better. Um, yeah. Maybe they'll put a put a voice assistant in so that you can um, <laughs> people can Well the ring doorbells were pretty well um tightly integrated with the Echo Show, I believe. So if someone was to ring yeah. the doorbell um on the video doorbell, it would come up on the Echo Show. So yeah, that's a it makes sense why they'd acquire that company. Yeah, now you can just mm. uh down the road if they do and do any uh integration you can just stand outside and yell ding dong and the, uh, the doorbell will start ringing at that point so um I, I i really do hope somebody makes that a thing that way it's just just a watch that that'd make a great youtube video or something so, so. all right i think that's all we had in the list wasn't it uh, yeah. yeah short and sharp episode today that's right um yeah Big news is, uh, I guess we started with <laughs> Dan leaving us. Yes, that's right. Sad face. It's even in the show notes. Even the show notes are sad, Dan. They are. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it kind of illustrated to me how many of our listeners follow me on Twitter, though, because I tweeted about leaving podcasting, and then next thing I know, there's messages in the Discord channel. What's going on? <laughs> 
<laughs> so that was quite funny. Yeah. Um, hopefully we'll have you on in the future when you've finally settled down and you can tell us all about your adventures and hopefully get a chance to use Home Assistant again. Yeah, well, because we're buying a new house, it means I can kind of start the automation thing from scratch and start it at the beginning. So I'll yes, yeah. things as I go um, instead of trying to tack it on. So that's going to be really nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, and and are you do do you have a good idea of what you want to do already? I mean, I'm I'm assuming you're pulling a lot of your stuff uh, from 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 the other place into the new place um yeah every pretty much everything's going to get pulled and moved even like the smart locks and everything i'll just replace with cheap nasty dead bolts so that i can bring yeah. everything across right um do you yeah, have um, many things hardwired in not really um yeah i've been it's mostly all you know wireless or things like that so it's going to be pretty easy to to do it. The, the main thing is the house alarm, which I'm going to have to buy a new one and get that installed in the new mm-hmm. house. Right. Uh, and we're going for a garage this time, so I can put all my servers and everything out in the garage. And, oh, and then you can That's get cool. like an automatic garage door opener. And... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You, you can put a camera in the garage that reads your rego plate so it knows when your car's home. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like a garage now. You can <laughs> see, there you go. You can make it happen. <laughs> yeah. I've actually been playing with ALPR um, with my new Unify cameras, the 1080p ones, and it works really well. Oh, really? I was, yeah, I was wondering how well it would work. No, it's, it's work, been working really well. It's, yeah, it knows exactly when I'm home. Um, as long as I park my car in the field of view of the camera, which is awesome. That's awesome. And, and, and does it look for something like, for example, like if you, park I'm, I'm not sure how you guys are with uh with license plates so for for us here in ontario you have plates in front and back right mm-hmm. um so yeah. and, and i know some states in the u.s and such they only require a back plate or they're only I'm, I'm not sure exactly if there's any that require only a front plate or something like that but uh so whether you reverse park in or you you, you forward park in or anything like that does it does it make a difference do you find uh, we have front and plate front and back plates here in new zealand at least um, yeah, so either either plate works. Um, the way I've got my camera set up, um, one camera can see the front and one can see the back, so it doesn't really matter anyway. Oh, okay. Uh, so okay, you've got you've got two then. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. And how does it work in low light? Does it lead like? Should you find that it doesn't work at night or the I don't know if it has night vision? Yeah, the IR does really weird stuff with the reflective. Um, yeah. Plates, what, what happens with me is that the, you can't see the plate and above where the plate is in mid-air is a shiny bit the size of the plate. Right. It's really strange. So, no, you can't read it at night, um, mm. which is a bit of a pain. Yeah, it's interesting that the IR would actually reflect off. I guess it's just light anyway, but it makes sense. But, yeah, I guess it would just reflect back onto the camera as well. Yeah, the camera mm-hmm. doesn't appreciate it much. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, you're like shining a laser back into the camera, right? Mm. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you, Dan, once again for starting the podcast and keeping us edited and posted every fortnight, making us sound good. Now it's now it's going to fall to us. So we'll see. Yeah. How <laughs> and and here's where it starts going downhill. Uh, <laughs> well, I'll be listening. Yeah.
There you go. All good. <laughs> Hopefully we can have you back on as well. So, and, and yeah, once again, thank you. Uh, thanks guys. It's been, it's been a good journey and I'm glad that you're carrying it on. Absolutely. I don't think we could just let it fall down. It's yeah. You, it's been built up really well and the community is really behind it. So we've got to keep it yeah. going. I, I feel like if we did, we'd, we'd get yelled at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers guys. Cheers, Dan. Cheers. Take care.